Hello, everybody. Well, I hope that you are all tucked up in your isolation spaces, and I hope those spaces are safe for you. I don't know that uh, everyone is feeling super safe these days. Um, I think of, yeah, people who are in more tentative situations, and uh, that, yeah, I think it's it's going to be rough here for a lot of people. Um, but I hope that you are safe and I hope that you have all the provisions that you need to be there for some time um, and enough people to connect with online and over the phone to maintain a necessary level of togetherness and uh, collective sanity. Uh, it's hard to be separated. And even if you have a house full of people, those might be the people you need some time to be away from and sometimes the only way to get away from people you're stuck isolated with is to talk to other people so I'm gonna try to keep up with the podcast each week so so we'll all have a variety of familiar voices to hear from and to talk to Um, this episode I wanted to revisit a topic that we've discussed in the past but I think it's going to become any, a, a big need right about now. And, and that's the topic of, topic of expectations. In this season, however long this season lasts, this phase of, of isolation and sheltering in place, uh, we're all going to need to lean into, in new ways, uh, the notion of there not being any guarantees. We don't know how long we're going to need to practice social distancing. And in, in that, we don't know the extent to which upcoming events will continue to be canceled. When will the kids go back to school? Will end-of-year concerts and shows be performed? No one knows these things. And even when we do start uh, to be able to um, move out and about, it will still, I would imagine, be limited and not just flip back to how things were. So... It's going to be a rather lengthy season, um, longer than probably any of us can fully fathom or anticipate. So in, in that, we're going to become more and more aware of, of expectations. Um, there are going to be those, those macro kind of expectations, the collective expectations, the ones that we all share in some way, like, like the spring musical that two of my girls are in, right? They, there have been workarounds for auditions and rehearsals, but I've told them, like, we've got to hold loosely the idea that the show will actually run. I, I hear them on the line with their friends discussing how they'll feel if the show doesn't happen. And the word angry <laughs> gets batted around quite a bit. And I'm sure that there are a number of us who we have these large scale expectations of these things should happen. They've always happened. They always should happen. And if they don't, I'm going to be ticked off, right? Those are those kind of macro collective expectations. And then there are the micro expectations, the individual ones, the ones that that are centered squarely inside of our own personal selves, right? The expectation that the bathroom will be open (laughs) when I need to use it or that everyone will only eat their fair share of the snacks while we're all in hibernation, isolation together or that there's going to be somebody available to play with me when I'm ready to play a game. It, these, when these individual expectations aren't meant, yeah, we get angry with that too. Um, you know, when we're not in isolation, 
and we're not stuck around the same people every minute of every day, we can let some of those things go. We can kind of breathe through the moment of irritation and and move on with our day. You know, after all, we find ourselves in many different situations with many different people. And sometimes we'll be in public places where they'll have public restrooms that have five or six stalls so lots of people can go in at the same time. (laughs) We're not stuck in one house with one bathroom for five people. (laughs) <laughs> right? So we we can let things go a little bit more easily. That's going to become less and less of a luxury as, as isolation continues. Um, I suggested in earlier episodes that anger can always point us back to our expectations around something. What What's the antidote to this? Is it to not have expectations? I don't think so. I think that is an extreme uh, thought. I also think it's completely unrealistic. We have expectations. Expectations aren't good or bad. I should say having expectations is not good or bad. There are certain expectations that are more helpful or beneficial, and we might need to reframe how we think about something, or we might need to create a little bit more space inside of ourselves. Uh, but to say that we can't have any expectations is, isn't human. Um, and to say that it's going to be easy to just release certain expectations is, is unrealistic, and that's not human either. But the first thing we need to do is feel it, right? We, we feel angry, like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? I'm so irritated right now. Okay, so allow yourself to feel that. Don't resist it. Don't try to cover it up. Don't say, oh, whatever, it's okay. It might be okay in this moment. In the past, you might have been able to get away from whatever the situation was, but that's going to be less and less of an option right now. Everything's kind of squeezed in. So just letting it go or covering it up isn't going to help, not in the long term. It's actually going to cause resentment, right? Because where does resentment come from? It comes from unresolved anger, unresolved irritation. And we don't want that. That's going to be the worst thing to have to live with um, in isolation. It's going to be tough. Um, isolation with people, I should say. But even isolation where maybe somebody online irked you. Yeah, you're not stuck with them, but you kind of are because there's not that many things to do. So you're constantly going to <laughs> the, the familiar places online. And you don't want that resentment to build up or that idea that people should all agree with me or, or, or talk a certain way that I think is, is, uh, is the best. So yeah, letting go of expectations, releasing them, covering them, not going to be a good step. So feel it and ask, where does it come from? Right? Notice it, observe it, say, wow, I'm really angry. What is the expectation here? Where, where's this, where's this feeling coming from? And we're going to have lots of opportunity now to ask ourselves these questions because we are all human and we all have expectations and they will all get poked at and they will all get stepped on. <laughs> we have a great opportunity right now to become more and more acquainted. Um, so we can ask ourselves, what what is the underlying expectation here? Is it an expectation around something that we have no control over? Most of the collective expectations fall into that camp. You know, my girls have zero say in whether or not their show will happen or if it's going to ultimately be canceled. They do, however, have control over how they, um, the, the types of expectations that go into that. If, if they just look at it as one big ball, the show has to happen. Well, that's, they have no agency over that. 
So you can't just let it go. What you could do though is pull things back until you kind of boil it down to what you do have some agency over, some autonomy over, some control over. Because that's part of what makes us angry is we don't have control over something. We can't anticipate or uh, know, we have no certainty around how something will go. So we have to pull things back a little bit here. That's going to be something that, that will really help. Um, so they can ask themselves questions. Uh, is their enjoyment of the process of preparing for the show dependent on whether the show happens? You know, some kids will say, yeah, you know, this is my last show. It has to happen. And, or maybe some, you know, a scout is out there and this show is what's going to get me a scholarship for that school. There are legitimate times where the show happening is the crux of the issue. For most of the kids that my girls, and especially for my girls, are doing this particular show with, that's not the case. If the show doesn't happen, it will be disappointing. But they have autonomy within each of these moments along the way. Can they enjoy the process and and disconnect the expectation from this thing having to happen? Because there's no guarantee on what's going to happen. But I would argue there's never a guarantee on what's going to happen. You can go along swimmingly. I like that word, swimmingly. Um, for those of us who don't swim very well, that's probably not a positive word. But we're going to pretend for the case of this conversation, for the sake of this conversation, that it, we all are lovely swimmers, right? Uh, we're all Michael Phelps in our minds. So where everything can go along swimmingly. And, you know, the, the day before the first show, we break our arm or we get a concussion or, right? There's never a guarantee. We never have a guarantee over future events. We always can only choose to be fully present in the moment. So to the degree that they are able to say, you know what, I'm going to enjoy every moment of the process. It doesn't mean that when the moment comes and that show needs to be canceled, that there isn't disappointment. There will be. But that's disappointment that is proportional to the moment and not to three months leading up to the moment. It's very different. So there are things like that that we can pull back and find out where do we have autonomy? Where do we have agency? Where can we focus on what's going on in the moment and release our control of certainty for the future? Because we've never had it. We're just much more aware (laughs) that we don't have it now. Okay, so that's so those collective kinds of expectations, the expectations that are this thing out there must happen this way. Okay, there's never a guarantee that's going to happen. So how do we boil things down and bring it to the moment and decide I have a choice here where I can enjoy it. Um, And if you can't enjoy it, if it's like, no, I really needed that to happen because the show was the thing, then maybe you won't enjoy the process knowing that there is a possibility the show won't happen. And so you choose not to participate. And then there might be a disappointment when the show does happen, but you weren't going through the motions in the midst of it if you weren't enjoying it. So you really haven't lost anything in a sense. You Well, I shouldn't say that. You have lost something. You lost an opportunity for something because the show did happen. And you have to grieve that loss. 
So there's different choices that can be made and choices that you have autonomy and agency over. That's what you have to find in those kinds of expectations, those kinds of, of, of decisions that we can make. You know, then there are other, um, you know, those micro individual expectations. So agency doesn't always help us with those uh, micro, you know, kind of closer to the cuff expectations, because some of us feel too much agency in those moments, right? We'll boss around our family members, like get the get the hell out of the bathroom. It's my turn. I don't care what you're doing in there, <laughs> right? Some of us feel a little bit too much agency and too much power and control over other people. So that's not really helpful to lean into agency there. You know, others of us take on more of the under position where it's like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not done wiping, but you can go. (laughs) That's that's such a horrible thought, especially with people afraid of not having toilet paper these days. (laughs) Right? But I want to give this picture of somebody who's in that victim role. Like, okay, you can do whatever you want. I'll just take the back seat. Yes, so agency is not a great uh, helper in these individual things. What I would say instead, the antidote here is to own our expectations while respecting that others may not have uh, the same expectations um, or some some might have opposing expectations, right? I expect the bathroom to be available when I'm ready and you expect it to be available when you're ready. Well, who wins, <laughs> okay, so agency might not be um, the the help there, but owning our expectations does, and and prioritizing our expectations. Those that are, that aren't high on the priority list can be can be lowered or even let go. You know, I can't expect that the bathroom will always be available for me in my moment of need, right? So I might have to, you know, do a little hopping in the kitchen while I wait for the bathroom that's next to it to to open up, right? Or I might have to go distract myself by taking a little walk around the living room, whatever that is. But I'm not going to be mad because my expectation wasn't met. You know, at the same time, if I have a bladder issue and I do need the the bathroom to be open as quickly as possible when I have the urge arise, that's an expectation I can't expect other people to honor unless I communicate it. So owning our expectations allows us to say, yeah, you know what, this really isn't that big of a deal. I'll let that go and just kind of have more more space and generosity and spirit around this particular situation, or I need to communicate that this really is a big deal and not emotionally. This is a really big deal. It's something that we say in advance. Say, you know what? I have this bladder infection. I'm going to be in and out of the bathroom a lot. When I knock on the door, can you really just wrap things up as quickly as you can? It won't take me long. You can get right back in. But I just need everybody in the in the house to understand that that's what's going on, that type of thing, right? Then it's a bigger deal and that can be um, worked out. But you have to communicate it, right? We can't, we're taking responsibility for our own expectations. We're owning them and we're listening to other people's. And being understanding of that and where there are conflicting expectations, we can talk through that. That's going to be really key here when we're living in close quarters with people who we just are not going to get a break from. So we need to be able um, to work through these things. Um, So here's a a few healthy expectations. So um, 
not expectations. I want to reiterate this a million times over. Expectations are not good or bad. Individual expectations might be helpful or unhelpful, okay? But expectations in and of themselves, not good or bad. Everybody has them. We need to have them. I have the expectation that you're not going to come in my house and murder me. I would say that's a pretty healthy expectation, right? I have the expectation that I'm not going to go do that to you either, (laughs) right? (laughs) Everybody has somewhere on the uh, pendulum and then the spectrum, that expectation, okay? But here are a few healthy expectations that we all, I think, could have and maintain well. So number one, expect no one to be able to read our minds. We own our expectations. No one else makes us angry, right? Uh, Enel Harse is to to make oneself angry. When I went through uh, Spanish in high school, that was one of the most liberating thoughts. Not, it wasn't liberating in the, it, I loved hearing it. It was liberating in the sense I really had to process through that. Nobody else makes me angry. You may, we make ourselves angry. We choose to be angry. It might not feel that way because all the emotions stir up, but that's what we have an opportunity here. We're going to be pressed in and poked at a lot in the next coming weeks and months. Let's expect that, right? Let's expect that we'll have a lot of time to think through and observe ourselves in these environments. And the anger is based on how we respond. Nobody can read our minds. Nobody's going to automatically understand our expectations, right? So one, one, expect no one to be able to read your mind. I will expect no one to be able to read my mind. Number two, expect everyone to be responsible for their own expectations. So when someone comes to us and says, you're making me so mad right now, you ate the last cookie. Like, well, you have an expectation that maybe I didn't cooperate with but I didn't know that expectation. So your anger, you need to keep it on your side. That's for you to own. And that's not necessarily how I would say it to somebody, but I would certainly say it inside of myself saying this anger, okay, they're really mad right now. So you can validate that. Wow. That really made you angry that I had that last cookie. We can validate, but we don't need to take it on. Oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person because I ate their cookie. Oh no, I got to make it up to them. No, not necessarily. Maybe, maybe that can be in the working out of it, but you got to talk about what's going on, right? The other person, you are not responsible for their anger, just like nobody is responsible for you and your anger, okay? So expect no one to be able to read our minds and expect everyone to be responsible for their own expectations, Number three, expect to communicate your expectations. So again, it goes right with number one, okay? No one can read my mind. If I have a high priority, I am expecting this. I am expecting that when I go to get chocolate chips to put in my yogurt, that there will be some there. Like that is a high expectation of mine, okay? I need to tell everybody that. So nobody eats the last handful of chocolate chips, right? You can eat it down to the last handful, but... By golly, please do not let me go in that kitchen and not have a little handful of chocolate chips to put into my yogurt, (laughs) okay? I will communicate that so we're all on the same page. And then expect, number four, expect to accommodate the expectations of others. Now, not everything, we're not going to accommodate everything, but expect to be willing to accommodate some things, 
right? So if somebody else comes to me and says, I just want chocolate chips in my yogurt. Okay, what can we do? Oh, you know what I say we do? We're going to split those chocolate chips in half and here's my bag and here's your half, your bag, and we'll put our names on our bags and then we'll take care of our own. That's kind of thing, right? We're accommodating the, the expectations, the needs, the communicated expectations. I cannot accommodate someone's expectations that they have not communicated. I can't read minds either, right? So those are, those are my kind of four healthy expectations, and there's lots of other things embedded in there. I'll read them one more time, or I'll say them one more time. You guys know now I, I write this all out, so <laughs> I will actually read them again. Number one, expect no one to be able to read minds, not me and not them. Number two, expect everyone, myself and the other people, to be responsible for our own expectations. Number three, expect to communicate expectations. So they communicate theirs, I communicate mine. And number four, expect to accommodate reasonable expectations with one another. So communicate them and then work out accommodating. What can they accommodate me in? What can I accommodate them in? What are those high priorities? What are the conflicting expectations? If we can all become more aware of our expectations and look for where we have agency in the management of our expectations, where we can communicate our expectations, especially those that are in the highest priority, right? Not everything can be highest priority, so we have to really, where, where is it really necessary that somebody see me in this space and, and accommodate me? Where is that most important? And am I willing to do that for them, even if I don't understand what they're asking me for? It's like, oh, that sounds ridiculous. Well, maybe, maybe yours sounds ridiculous too, okay? But let's try to see each other more clearly and understand and appreciate and accommodate where we are able Right, if we can listen to those expectations and seek ways that everyone gets their needs met, right? Our time of isolation and close quarters can can not only be a more pleasant experience, but it's also going to help us build some muscles that we can practice with others as we move back out into the world. So, so listen to those things that stir up irritation in you, right? Look for the root expectation, and then communicate and, and ask the other person. If we find ourselves getting angry at the other person because they're just ridiculous, that's judgment. That's condemnation. That's saying that they're stupid and I'm so much more intelligent than they are. And the antidote to that is curiosity. And not curiosity, why are you so stupid? That's not curiosity. Okay, let's get that really clear. That is not curiosity. Okay, why are you so unreasonable? That is not curiosity. Like, wow, that is so interesting that you think that way. I'm so, tell me what it is that you are picturing happening here. Right? Maybe they're saying the same thing you are even, but they're just coming at it with different words or a different angle. You might be much more on the same page than you think, but we will just shut somebody else down whenever we think that we are better than they are, whenever we put ourselves in that space of, Oh my gosh, what are they thinking? That tone, that is condemnation. And we have to be on high alert for that these days because that will just, it will cause so many, it does cause so many problems. 
but when we're not, when we're out and about and able to uh, be around different people, right? We choose to be around people that we're almost exclusively similar to, or people that don't uh, rub up against the places that are, where we are different. We can't gravitate to those people right now. We have to stay where we're at. And some of the people that we are around are going to be the people that don't mind rubbing up against our differences and poking and prodding. So pay attention, right? Look for the expectations, communicate, see where we can accommodate. And we're all going to become more of who we already are. We're going to be able to see ourselves and others more clearly. We're going to be able to be more vulnerable, more exposed and accepted. And that's what we're talking about, right? More naked and unashamed. So until next time, enjoy the process. See yourself more clearly, accept yourself in that and be able to communicate and accommodate. Okay, so until next time, enjoy, be you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.